Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Big Muslim Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Mark Adam, and this is the podcast where we talk to Muslim brothers and sisters from around the world and get them to share with us their unique perspectives of growing up in their country. Also, we cover other inspirational Muslim stories such as reverts making their way back to Islam and migrants who left their home country seeking a better life. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to connect with us on our social channels. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Big Muslim Family Podcast. This is your host, Brother Mark Adam. I hope that wherever you are listening to this, you are healthy and safe, inshallah. In today's episode, we speak to a sister who migrated to Australia from Pakistan. Sister Fiza is a transformational coach and a relationship consultant currently living in Melbourne, Australia. And the reason why I wanted to do this interview is Sister Fiza's migration was not an easy one. I think for most people, they wouldn't want to move from their home country. Uh, but also at the same time, settling into another country, especially a non-Muslim country, can be an extra ordeal. Sister Fiza had so much to share with us and we'll be splitting it this into two parts. So in part one, we will discuss what were the factors that were pushing her out of a comfortable life in Pakistan and then her arrival into Australia and finding out that things weren't going to be the same. Let's get into it and this is the part one of Sister Fiza's migration journey. Welcome to this episode. This is a very special episode. I have uh, Sister Fiza all the way from Australia here. Welcome to the show. Walaikum assalam, Mark, and thank you very much. It's a great honor to be with you. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Why I invited you on this show, because you have this really amazing story that I want uh, wanted you to share with, with everyone. But, but kind of what before any any journey starts, we, we need to know where you start your journey from. Okay, it's this is from Pakistan. I you started this before you migrated. You were living in Pakistan. Yes. Great. And so, what were the kind of the conditions to to move out? What was the the push factors that you were experiencing that made you want to migrate? Um. The thing why we moved to Australia, the reason behind that was because some, my husband was, was working in a, a banking industry and he was vice president of Islamic Bank. And because of security reasons, so many things started happening with me and my family. And, and at one stage, we got so many threatening calls so that we decided, my husband decided, to move to uh, Australia or any any other place rather than staying in Pakistan. Because my daughter, and at uh, one day, my daughter and I, along with my, my husband, we were going somewhere and on traffic signal, one, two bikes, one from my side and one from my husband's side, they uh, take out their pistols and nice. they stop our car. And uh, they wanted to get my jewelry or everything. And my daughter was with me sitting uh, in front seat with me. And they put a pistol on my daughter's head. 
And they said, if you will not give us money or jewelry, we will shoot her. And that was so frightening. That was so dangerous for us. And that was, you know, shocking for us. And uh, then my husband and I decided to, no matter what, whether we will get a permanent residency or we will move on immigration or as an international student, we we must have to leave this country. So sure. we came, uh, we got the visa. My husband applied for international student and he got the admission here. So he came here first before us. And after six months, I came and I joined him. And that was, oh my God, that was the day or uh, that we were so happy to be reunited as a family. But yeah. We, did, we don't want to leave our country because we have a very settled life, but because of security and yeah. because of life-threatening calls, we decided that, no, our life is more important than anything else, especially our daughter. She is very, very important for us. And how old was she at, at that time? Uh, when these things started happening, she was uh, one year old. So we were we decide, we were thinking that oh, because of uh, the city situation and because of this, this is normal. But that keep on happening for nearly one year, and we we stood up and we said mm. enough is enough because people don't believe us whenever we we ask for help over there they don't yeah. believe us and they say oh you are you people are not unique you people are not special uh-huh. and this is happening everywhere and i said happening everywhere uh-huh. but we are not going to be part of this rat race mashallah wow wow i definitely you know if, if that happened to me and my family i I definitely want to get out. That's a that's a very terrible situation to, to be in. So that your your husband left. He left for Australia for six months. So yeah. during that time, you were back in still in Pakistan with your your family and your daughter, uh, yeah. children. And then your family were okay. I mean, like were they happy that you were going, or was it mixed emotions? No, not at all. My mom and my siblings, my brother-in-laws, they were totally against that decision. And they said that you guys are in your early 30s, so why you are moving? If if you wanted to move, you must have to move before that because you have a long way to go. Mm. And why you are living your lavish lifestyle, why you are living your lavish decorated house and all that. And we said that no matter what, our safety is our priority and you guys are not there to support us because they started making fun of us mark whenever something happened and i call my brother or he called his his friends who are in uh, police they they said oh take it easy this is normal take it easy this is normal wow. and i we were like oh for god's sake is it real or it's just a drama yeah and we have and where we were living, even we started having issues there because people are trying to target us because my husband and I, we are very open and honest. We are always there to support people. We don't, we don't like that people are going through tough phase of life because of injustice. People start targeting us. 
And at workplace, my husband, he, because he denied to sign few files because he, you know, he had gone through some files, which he found that there's something fishy and he mm. did not approve the loan. And from that day, we started facing so many problems with yeah. in along with security issues. Right. Okay. That's uh that yeah, definitely a lot of push factors there. A, a lot of things going not going well for you. So what were your, your hopes for life in the new in the new country? I fully equip myself with all the skills because when my husband came here, he told me uh, that, okay, do this, do this, do this. Like cooking, I, I, I learned cooking because of my husband. I'm not cooking or kitchen sort of a person. Uh, used to be, but now I am. Yeah. So I done a beautician course and different courses, which uh -huh. helped me to start working from home in Australia. And when I came here in 20, 2009, May, I have totally different perspective that I'm going in a fantasy world, right, right. that I got, I got a car, my, my new car, my house, fully furnished house is waiting for me to welcome me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I came out of the lounge room and look at my husband on at the airport. Okay. Oh my God. I got goosebumps when I look at him mm -hmm. because he looked totally different. Oh dear. And yeah. I was like, please Allah, please, whatever I sense it, please mm -hmm. don't make it real. Whatever I sense it. Uh -huh. And then I, we had excitement to be reunited as a family, but mm. on the other hand, I have some, I have a fear, fear of why he is like that. Yeah. But he ignored, and he ignored that thing. And when we say uh, we, uh, and he came uh, to pay to from, he came to airport to receive us with his friend. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, Sydney, Sydney is so beautiful. It's like Karachi. <laughs> and I was so excited. Okay. But when he, the when his friend stopped the car, that was another excitement and shocked for me too. Because when I look at the house and I was like, wow, is this our house? Right. And my husband said, no. Oh. I said, "What do you mean? Whose house is this? Mm. We are we are going to live on to uh, live with another family on sharing." And I was like, "What?" And then, as soon as I entered the house, right, that was not very welcoming. Okay. And I got because because of time lag, I was so sleepy, and I said, "Okay, where is our room?" Yeah, and yeah. believe me, Mark. We have a very, very small room uh -huh. where we put our, our bags and our luggage and everything. Imagine a very small bed. Right. We, and I asked my husband, how we are going to sleep here? Yeah. And he said, okay, I'm going to work. You better stay here. I mm -hmm. go to sleep and mm -hmm. I will see you at five o'clock. And 
when I woke up, it was around Maghrib time and I did not find him. And I said, where is he? And there I saw one uh, guy in that uh, house and I said, I just greet him and I said, who are you? Yes. And he, he said, I am living here. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was like, uh, is this your house? And he said, no, uncle and auntie, they went to the uh, party and oh, wow. I'm also living here on cheering. And I, I was so scared because that guy is totally stranger. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. And being a Muslim woman with mm. a daughter, it's so strange for me to staying with unknown person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I got tears and I locked my room and I was waiting for my husband. I have no phone. I have nothing. I was waiting for my husband. And when he came and I said, I'm so hungry. And he said, okay, let me check something in the fridge. And he and the other guy, he said, oh, auntie cooked this, this, this. And she said, when she woke up, give give it to her. Uh And that was a totally different lifestyle for me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So so basically you've you've escaped and you've had this idea of what Australia is going to be like and you have your own place. And so you, you I I I'm assuming that you have your own place in, in in Pakistan where you're from and then you're thinking, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to take go from here to my uh, new place, to new place in Australia." And then yeah. you know, I'm going to have my beautician salons and all things. And then you end up in this small room and you don't know what's going on and strange men in yeah. the lounge room. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I can, phew, that's, um, that's a <laughs> shock. I was going to ask you, what were your impressions uh, of the country? So oh. when, when you left, when you, when you, you said you are all your luggage, is that like everything you own? Was, was that it? Like that you just brought everything in suitcases? Yeah, you know, in Pakistan and India, in South Asian countries, we have a huge trunk where they, where, where uh, parents give everything, fit in everything in that. Right. And on their weddings, they just give it to their daughters. And I told my mom, mom, please, I don't want this huge trunk. Why? Mm. Where I will take it? And my one of my uh, friend. He, one of my uh, brother's friend, he is in a fair trade company. And he was like, mm-hmm, okay. And he do cargo business or something like that. I don't remember what was that. But he said, oh, yes, I will do a shipment. I will do a car, arrange a cargo for your luggage. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. He came to my, my mom's place because... I locked my house and I sold out all my furniture, my dining table, everything, everything, because I can't, I can't bring that here. Right, and right, right. I designed my drawing room furniture. I designed my dining table. When I was selling oh. those things, I got tears that, oh my God, whether I'm going to get this thing again or not, whether I'm going to have this lifestyle again or not. Right, right. And, and at one stage, Mark, I was thinking, I, I'm the stupid, stupid person in this whole planet that I took that decision to move on mm. by leaving all my, my, by leaving my lavish lifestyle. Because before marriage, 
I, I born and brought up like a princess because my father used to be a businessman, a renowned businessman of Pakistan. So my lifestyle was whatever I want, I get it. Mm. And I had a, a drive a car only for hours or for us. Our right. dad, they gave us a car and a driver. So wherever we want, we can easily go anywhere. Right. So when I came here and, and my trunks, those two, and my mom said, no, 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 you better take everything. Don't, you know, don't need to buy those, those things in Australia. Mm. Okay, fine. My, I listened to my mom and those two big, huge trunks, when they arrived at the, where was it? In Sydney, right. we got a call. And just to come in there because of uh, quarantine and yeah, yeah, we need yeah. to uh, do, uh, we do inspection in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But thank God that before coming to Australia, my yeah. mom, when I had, um, the day I had my flight, my mom gave me $900 and she said, this is for you. And because you are going there, maybe that will help you. Just keep mm. it. Yeah. And yeah. I really, I'm really grateful to my mom that she gave me that money because I gave that to the customs to release my stuff. So uh, do you get those, those trunks when you were still living in the small house, like the small room? Or? Yes. And I, and we requested that family to keep it in their garage. And okay. oh my God, they become... They were so aggressive and, you know, my, my, I had a fight with my husband because of those two trunks that, right, right. why is that? And, did, 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 did. and I said, please, 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 please. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be rude with me because I'm already missing my beautiful house. I'm yeah, already yeah. missing my lavish lifestyle. Please don't behave like that. Please. And can you imagine the person like me who had never, never had depression and anxiety? I started having depression and anxiety and that pushed me to have antidepressant. Oh, so you, you got treated while you were there? Oh dear, because, because of that, because of the attitude of that lady, oh God, she has no, she uh, has no kids. So I have a daughter Yeah, and she is very active and she was only two and a half years old when she came here. And now, mashallah, she is 14. Mm. So imagine uh, two and a half years old or maybe three years old when she came here. Yeah. Imagine how I can't lock her in a room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And whatever she wants, we, are, we were on sharing. So it means that we need to share food, electricity, internet, everything. Yeah, how does that situation work? Do you like? Is it is it like I buy my groceries, you don't touch my groceries, or we we all buy together, or no, no, like, no. Whenever because my daughter likes likes strawberries, so whenever my husband bought strawberries and bananas, and he will he put it in the fridge. Yep. Her husband he ate it all without and whenever she want to eat, is she started crying, yeah, and whenever yeah. she wants to drink milk. There is no milk there because they, her, her husband is, oh my God, he loves to eat. Without 
without knowing that there is one small child here. Yeah. So how how long like you you've had this uh, experience? How long were you were you there? Were you able to move out? We stayed there only for two or three months. Things were going very smooth. I don't know. Something happened. You know, when you are living on sharing and and the third person who was on sharing with them as well, we were very nice with him. When Wherever we go out on a walk or a park, we took him because he is hardly 18 or 19 years old. And I, I treat him like my own younger brother. Right. But we did not even know that he was behaving like a spy. Whenever and whatever oh, we talk, he right. were just, you know, just oh. gossiping about us. And right, right. that makes our situation worse. Mm. And then my, my, uh, he got very rude at one stage and my husband decided to move on. And he said, no, this is not going to work like this. And we left and she gave us a time and, uh, and around... Yeah, and then my husband's friend, he helped him in looking after another, in finding another accommodation. And thank God, because we were not in that stage, Mark, where we can have our own renting property. Right. Because my husband, he was working and he was studying as well because we need to pay uni fee, we need to pay rent and all those things. And it's not possible. Alhamdulillah, we found another sharing accommodation and that was two Indian brothers and they keep mind their own business because they left home home at five o'clock and come at five five o'clock in the evening. But the thing is, when we went for inspection, oh my God, I got tears. But... I tried to hide those tears because the house was so dirty. So, so dirty, so smelly. And you know, the ceiling was totally black. When I checked the bathrooms, yuck, it's so sticky. And my husband said, what do you think? And I said, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Because I... I was not in a position because we want to get rid of that accommodation where we were living there already. So I said, no, that's fine. We will, I'm ready. That's good. And when they showed, they showed us our room and it's like this much. So this sort of, you know, comfort, sort of thin, thin mattress, is it? Thin mattress. That was like this much. And when I look at that, I was about to vomit and I told my husband, you'd be better throw that or put it aside and yeah. we, uh, we lie down on the floor. Oh. And believe me, that night was the horrible night of my life because our daughter was in center. She uh-huh. was sleeping. Right. My, my husband turned to his, uh, his uh, left side and I turned to the right side and we both were crying. We were not sleeping. We were crying. And when I was like, you know, when you cry and you have a running nose and all that. And my husband said, hey, what's wrong? Uh I said, no, nothing. I'm okay. Are you Mm. still awake? 
And he said, yeah, I don't feel like to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then that was the first time I, uh, I said to him, what do you think? We made a right decision to move here or yeah. we made a mistake. Who told us to leave the lavish lifestyle, everything and came here, right. moved to Australia. And if our, your brothers and my family see all these things, yeah. what they will think, they will, they will bash us with all the dirty words. <laughs> they will not have a sympathy. Mm. They have no sympathy for us. They will bash us with all those, you know, things, typical South Asian swearing yeah. words yeah. that you are this, you are this, you are this, rather than trying to understand our situation. Yeah. But Alhamdulillah, and I said, I told him that forget about everything. And I hold his hand and I said, I'm always there for you. No matter what, don't worry. We will fight together. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I took all your lavish lifestyle and and I made you to sell your own design furniture. I said, forget about it. Forget about everything. Because Mm -hmm. our life and our security, that is very important. The rest is useless. Hey there, Brother Mark Adam here. I hope you're enjoying the episode. This podcast is still very new and we're looking to grow and reach out to more brothers and sisters from around the world. It would mean so much to us if you could share this podcast with just one person in your life. If not, could you leave a positive review on whatever podcast site you're listening to this on? It would really help. Jazakallah And now, back to the episode. Wow, that's uh, that's a very I don't know what to say. That's something, and how that that is really a, kind of like a turning point in in uh, I think a couples uh, relationship, right? When when you when you really kind of reach that low, and then you've just said, hey, you know what? Let's just stick together and let's uh, let's ride it out together. So from then on, how did, how what was what's the story from then on? I st- first of all, the next very next morning, I wake up very early. My husband left to work, and I just, you know, fold my sleeves. When if no, when those two brothers also left home, I uh-huh. fold my sleeve, I tie my uh, scarf, and I took a broom and I started cleaning that house. And I said, "Okay, now this is my house." Okay. Okay. I should have to treat it as my own house. I start, I cook, I prepare lunch and dinner both together. And when by five o'clock, my my almost everything was neat and tidy. And I was so terribly tired, but thank God when they all came home and I said, let's have a uh, dinner together. Yeah, And they said, no, 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 we will cook our own food. I said, no, 
it's okay. Let's uh-huh. be our family. Right. We are family. Okay. Yep. And I am really grateful that you gave us permission to stay with you, with both of you. Otherwise, we have no nowhere to go. Yeah. And we desperately need shared accommodation. So I we that in that way we started our journey. And again, I feel so lonely and I decided to go out of the house and I start going to I started going to daycare and preschool and start meeting different people. My daughter, she started oh, interacting right. with okay. different kids. Yep. And yeah, that in that way our journey started. And then I realized that mm-hmm, I need to do something. Right. I start talking to people and after I came to Australia in May and we had the Ramadan in August. Mm. Yeah. So I started talking to people that I I'm a beautician. So everyone like, oh, okay, where do you work and this and that. So I asked them that I'm looking for work. Can you help me? Yeah. And somebody told me about uh, Muslim Women Association. I went there and I told I talked to them and I said I want uh, help in resume according to Australian standard. And when yeah. I was talking to that recruitment lady, she they had one lady who visit once in a week to help women in, in resume making. So she, <laughs> I had an appointment with her. And I remember Mark, when I sat down with her and she was talking to me about my skills, about my different courses, she was so thrilled and she said, Oh my God, you are overqualified for Australia. Because, you know, (laughs) since my childhood, I love to learn things. And I had done so many courses. I never ever sit during my school holidays as well at home. I keep on learning things. And, And she said, and I asked her that, can you help me in getting a job? And she said, Fiza, unfortunately you are the spouse of an international student. And once you get the residency, then only you will be able to, able to get a job in, pro, in proper organization, in yeah, a good yeah. organization. Yeah. And I was like, did I make a, is it a crime or is it a sin that I am, a, I am on a spouse visa? Yeah. Why, why you are labeling me that I am a spouse of a student, uh, international student? And she said, this is, what is written on your visa? This is this is what it what your visa is uh, telling, uh, giving us information. And I was like, okay, so can you help me? And she said, yes, because it's a Ramadan. I can help you in designing a flyer. What about if you will start working as a mobile beautician? And oh my God, Mark Ego. And I was like, I never, ever touch anyone's face. I never, ever even shake hand with anyone. How can I do this? Wait, Facial, wait. threading, vexing, and just touching anyone's uh, feet for foot massage and all that. And I got tears. Okay. And I was like, please, Allah, help me to stand up, to support my husband. Uh-huh. Help me to stand up, to support him 
and not only him support my family and i said yes i'm ready and she said but the only thing that you need to do is giving your flyers market yourself right. introduce yourself to people oh god <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know i i was pushing myself so much and this time was pushing my threshold to that extent where i feel i i totally surrender who i was and mm. i keep on reminding myself that this that was my past right, forget right. about that right. look at be present and focus why are you here why are you here and and unfortunately my daughter got sick when while i was busy in distributing flyers mm. i took her to uh, surgery to gp i went there and i greet one muslim sister she was mm-hmm. from sudan and i said assalamu alaikum sister how are you <laughs> she was in full burqa with gloves yeah. and with black socks and everything you can't even see her face right and she very sarcastically say mm-hmm. to me sister and she looked from top to bottom and she said are you muslim because i did not have hijab i oh, did okay. not i only have my scarf and that wrapped around my neck okay and she looked at me and she said are you muslim and i feel like poo crap what is missing what mm. is missing and i i was like alhamdulillah i am muslim <laughs> she said you don't look like muslim mm. that was the changing point of my life and i was like oh it means something missing and i gave her my flyer sister this i am a well beautician if yeah. you need any waxing or threading please right. contact me and she straight away said thank you so much i don't need it oh right. my god that it was like somebody pushed me in the cave or mm. somebody pushed me from the cliff right and suddenly so and after few sec after few minutes another lady turned up over there and she was looking at me like mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was like why people are looking at me like this why anyway i stood up again <laughs> i gave her my flyer uh-huh. this is me this is who i am this is i'm doing yeah. if you need any help let me know she asked me she asked me the same question because she was in a scarf and a gown are you muslim oh my god oh my god anyway so <laughs> when i get home after around after 2 hours i receive a phone call from that lady that the one in a gown and a scarf the second one she huh? said yeah second one and she said how about if i will uh, gather 10 friends 10 10 women here at my place uh-huh. are you able to come and do a facial for them okay and i would like Ah okay yeah hey yes. Yes, like, yes 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 <laughs> of course yes yes <laughs> and you know what when she came up next day uh, to pick me up from my place 
she brought a, a scarf for me oh and before that i already covered my head and i already wrapped my head and uh, with one of this scarf uh -huh. and she looked at me like oh <laughs> and when we started talking to each other and because she's from pakistan and i'm from pakistan too and oh, she started okay. taking my history how you come here and this and yeah, that and yeah. I, get, i get so emotional because i was so upset and depressed anyway that was the day when i got my 10 clients and from those 10 i got and in two nearly two and a half days that was in the beginning of ramadan and then again we moved with those brother because the lease was finished and we moved to other place with them okay. and i started getting people uh in the last week of ramadan and i was so busy so busy for two days from nine o'clock till five o'clock oh, and can you imagine how much i earn in those two and a half days eight hundred dollars wow That's but good. only i know mm. only i know because that was too much too much of my hard work mm. touching and first day when i touch some any strange lady even i don't even touch my mom's face when i touch her face and i was like i got tears and i said stop fezza stop this is your decision yeah okay come on stop forget about everything and then i started that and i left my ego because ego always stop us to be who we are hmm yeah and after that my husband he needs some money and he asked those two brothers for money i was in the kitchen i was just yeah i was just washing my dishes and i listened i heard that he was asking money and i said ah uh ah -uh, what 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 do you want and he said oh we i we need to i need to pay uh uni fee or there is one first installment on this 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 and i said don't worry and and they said oh yeah we will give you money i said no hang on just please wait i went to the room i took out that envelope and i gave it to him and you know what he said from where you get this money <laughs> that's amazing so you've you've like you just didn't know what was going on and you just happened to to be there for him. Come to that yeah. really great like you you know you found your like kind of like a little market and you started doing your own business and I I lo really love that lesson how you were talking about how you know you you were there you know how, how am I going to touch people's faces and things like that and you just got your you found your your purpose you realigned your purpose again and then you said that hey this is bigger than my ego and then you went yeah. so alhamdulillah that was that was really good so then then you're the the local beautician local you're doing your entrepreneur thing in sydney that which part of sydney were you at we were in western sydney we used to live on different places auburn uh-huh kamba valley okay. park punchpole belfield wow. uh because we were on we were renting mm -hmm. so whenever lease finish we pack up our bags we move somewhere and then is that way. and you know at one stage 
when we decided to move on by having our own renting property. So when my husband started doing the work as a carer, his colleague was leaving to another estate for a few months. Okay. So she offered she offered us our her own house to stay there rather than giving on someone on to real estate on rent. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, that was the happiest day of my life because we got the house that we used to have in our country. Oh, okay. furnished, yeah, furnished, so amazingly furnished with decoration pieces with everything. And I was so happy, but the only thing was I disconnected with people because where we were live, uh, we lived before, uh-huh. everything was near to our place. Okay. Uh, market, school, and train station, everything. It's just a walking distance away. But anyway, and we invited people to our place. And Mark, you you... Uh, you won't believe that those who are already settled in Sydney, they start getting jealous of us. Oh. Be- because we got the house that mm. they can't, because they were in Australia for 15 years, 20 years, and they okay. are still living in units. And they right. were so shocked that how come we, as an international student, got this furnished house. So how long would it, did it take you then from if, if your, your husband was still, like from when you moved and from in that small room to the, the house, the big house, so how, how long was that? It how many takes years? around... It takes around nearly eight or nine months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is pretty quick. Sorry? That was pretty quick then, I guess. Oh, quick? Only we know how we had gone through. (laughs) So then you you were staying there for uh, quite a while? Yeah, we stayed there for four months because she started creating issues for us. And we decided to now take... The property, we rent the property where we are not going to share with anyone. And then my husband, he got a stable job and we decided to move. And then again, we moved to Muslim area and we lived there for about one and a half year. And we were so happy because when I moved there and I started taking hijab, I was looking for a stable uh, permanent source of income. So my husband, we moved to Muslim area, that's like a valley park. My husband's friend, he called him and he said that uh, there is one vacancy available on BP petrol station. Okay. So is your wife ready to work? And I was like, what? Petrol station? Yeah, yeah. What? Me? What? What? What do the people think of me? What my mom will think? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, forget about everything. I apply for that job uh-huh. and I pass the initial test and then they call me for interview. Mm. I had an interview call and Mark, that was another testing day for me because 
I was very puzzled that I started taking hijab and this is uh, the job that I desperately need. I don't want to lose this uh, opportunity. Okay. And when I was getting ready, I asked my husband three times that whether I will take hijab or not. Uh Yes, no. Yes, no. Because I was so puzzled. And he said, that's all up to you. Mm. And when I got ready, I came out of the room. I, uh, I looked in the mirror and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take hijab because I need this job. Right. And then when I was ready, about to go lock the door and I was something here that clicks. I listened to this voice. Just remember why you started taking hijab. You are going to leave it just for the sake of this job. What if you will not get it? And that make me like to hell with this job. I will cover my head. And I took my hijab and I went there and I did not even know that I'm talking to the HR lady, HR head. Because I was the only one there when I reached there. It was nine o'clock, but there was no one there. And she was so appreciative and she was so happy to see me exactly at nine o'clock. And she said, oh, from where you are coming from, Fiza? And I said, from Likamba. And she said, at what time you left home? It's too far. And I said, it doesn't matter because I have interview call. I know so I'm here mm. and she when and people came very late and when I had a group discussion, nobody was ready to become a leader and she chose me to be a leader of that group okay. and I had four, four men and I was the only woman there and I was uh-huh. so surprised that men have no guts to stand up to be a leader and when I got my turn to share my story, I did not even realize that she was standing behind me and observing me. And, and those four guys, I was so much involved in describing my passion, my goals, and why yeah. I'm here, that I forgot that these, those four guys, they were looking at her rather than listening to me, you know? Yeah, People yeah. get a little bit scared when yeah. the head is behind, <laughs> is standing there. And I was so carefree and all that. Anyway, as soon as our group discussion finished, she said, okay. And she told me and that Feza, well done. And they selected me for the busiest petrol station. That's good. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. And I was the first Muslim woman in all around Sydney to be a Muslim woman in hijab. There oh. were Muslim ladies, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. Muslim ladies, yeah. but no, no one take hijab because, you know, the typical style that if they take hijab, nobody pay attention to them. They will not get the job. Yeah. But Alhamdulillah, I got the job because I surrender and I said, Allah, I'm all yours. If this job is for me, then uh-huh. nobody dared to take it from me. Alhamdulillah. And at, at that workplace, I started my work. And 
<laughs> during my training when my manager he's from also from south asian country i took when i was working i took my uh louis vuitton bag at work because i have that only bag which i bought for in pakistan uh-huh. and i took it there and i have my my signature perfume and my friend she is my first australian friend she said she asked me fiza you are so rich you have you louis vuitton bag you have a very great good designer's perfume why you are working in petrol station and i said that was my past okay <laughs> anyway and when my manager during my training he said he called me in the office and he gave me a mop and a bucket mm mark when he said fiza you need to mop the floor yeah yeah and i was like what am i going to mop the floor and he said you want this job or not because you are not a daughter and you are not a wife of a multimillionaire that oh. was your past yeah yeah also they kind of knew their your past was it or they yeah he already knew, knew my past because during interview he asked who my background oh. and why i come here and mark that i got tears and uh-huh. i it took me it took me around 15 minutes to gather myself again Uh-huh. and to collect my shattered pieces to mop the floor and i was like forget about everything stand up for yourself this is your test and i know you can do it and i started mopping the floor and i started reciting durood sharif and all those prayer all those quranic ayats that i remember just to divert my attention that with my mindset right. and i finish and when i finish he said oh so quick and i said you can check in camera i mop each and every corner mm. i did not left anything yeah yeah and then while during i worked there for one year and seven nearly uh, 19 months because and during that oh i got harassed i got bullied because of my hijab people don't like to me to make their coffees but i did not care and i said that's okay are, they, are these the and people you're working with or are these the people who are coming in as customers they they are they were my customers wow okay and and i have my friend she there was one lady there she was my first australian friend she is my bestie now and <laughs> whenever we worked together that was the funniest day you yeah, know yeah, 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 and yeah. we we wait for the, that day when we both have a shift together because her her husband is also from south asian country oh okay yeah so she understand the culture right so and we celebrate valentine and you know no matter whether you celebrate valentines or christmas or anything but you have to display stuff yeah because yeah. you you are an employee there yep. we on valentines day we both were feeling missing our families just for some reason and we celebrated valentines day at work and people were so shocked that how can she 
be your friend how is why you pay more attention to her how can right. be she your friend and really? they would ask you those yeah. questions and my friend she said she is a human being okay wow. like you so if she cover her head that's her identity that's her cultural and uh, religious values if i will tell you to take off your clothes are you going to do it now uh-huh. <laughs> he was so supportive seriously yeah. very very supportive that's amazing so we are we had lots of fun and the only thing is i must have to convey here that please never ever give up never ever give up because never and if you start living the life with your family moral religious and ethical values that gives you identity and mm. to live with your own identity is a great honor especially in these countries because people here when you try to copy them when you try to dress up like them believe me they don't like it they hmm. don't like it they don't like copycats they like authentic people and when i started that job at uh, bp nobody likes to talk to me but i started treating them as i want to be treated for sake right. of allah because yeah. this is what our religion religion to being muslim there is no discrimination Mm. no hatred only love islam is a religion of peace love humanity and equality there is no rich or poor there is no black or white everyone is equal because everyone is a human being we right. all are human subhanallah That's the end of part 1 of Sister Fiza's journey. As you can tell, the journey has not been easy and she's had to rise above the circumstances and make best of the situation. So, what did you think of the episode? Let us know on our Facebook or Instagram page. You can go to facebook.com/bigmuslimfamily or you can go to our Instagram page @bigmuslimfamily. On the next episode we'll be continuing with part 2 of Sister Fiza's migration story and this time she moves out to a a country town and her time in the town she has uh, been confronted by the locals and things are being thrown at her house so find out how she deals with it how she gets to bridge the gap between her culture and the town's culture And so watch out for the next episode for that. And I want to say a big massive thank you for all you brothers and sisters for listening to this episode and your support for the episode. Please share this with uh, you know one person out there in your life. So once again, I'm brother Mark Adam. Inshallah, I will see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.